Welcome to A Life in Film. Support us on Patreon to get early access to episodes. Follow us on TikTok. And if you enjoy this episode, please like and subscribe. And if you have time, please write a review. It all makes a huge difference. Thank you. Our guest started his career with Ali G in the movie. He followed this through with Summer of All Fears alongside Ben Affleck and Morgan Freeman. His TV credits include HBO's Generation Kill, Top Boy, 24, The Night Of, and His Dark Materials. Most recently, he was in Infinite alongside Mark Wahlberg and ITV's Trigger Point. He's gone from EastEnders to working with Terrence Malick. But to me, he'll always be the iconic Gabby in Only Fools and Horses. Our guest today is Nabil Elbahat. Hello, mate. How's it going? It's good to see your face. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's just, it certainly has. Lovely. To, thank you for asking me onto this. Uh, thank you for being patient and accommodating um, recent life events, as it were. And um, yeah, no, I'm I'm good, man. I'm 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 okay. I'm uh, I am healthy and I'm well, and my loved ones are okay. So on the you know the grand narrative is you know we're all you know heading in the right direction. Lovely, jubbly, lovely, jubbly. And how? How has this, I know it's been, it's been tough for, you know, everyone and <clears throat> in this industry, like people have been in and out of work and, and, and the industry's kind of been put on a full stop. Have you, have you had, have you enjoyed the time to kind of go, well, actually the pressure's off now. I can have a bit of time to sort of do my thing, maybe learn an instrument. <laughs> maybe. The thing, the thing that you said, the pressure's off is a really great, um, a good, good phrase because one of the things that I did right at the beginning of the pandemic, and we're talking about obviously, you know, back at, right at the beginning, um, was that I kind of loved, uh, I relished, I welcomed the idea of like suddenly there's no pressure. It's like not like you know what have you been up, what, what have you been up for? Like nothing. Nobody's been up for nothing. You know, it's like there is nothing, and that was nice. There was there was there was something about having a reprieve from the business period, which I personally welcomed. I get quite anxious about the business. Mm. I get quite anxious, you know. Um, I've been doing it a long time now, 20 years. And it feels like as I've gotten older, I I, I care more. And it's like, that's not a good place to be. <laughs> it's like, and I don't mean that facetiously. I mean, what I mean by that is that, you know, it means that you, when, you know, the, I don't know whether you, you, the arrows get in deeper when you get older. Maybe when I was young, I just didn't, I just didn't give a d- in a you know, beep, you know, it's like, yeah. that was, that was a bit of a gift. Um, and then of course, as you get older, you think, okay, where am I? What am I up to? And then there's the, 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 the problem of what I call compare and despair. Mm. You know, you look around at all your peers, you know, my God, he's, well, he's, he's won an Oscar. Shit. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> you know, you know, so, so, <clears throat> so, so there's that kind of personal journey anyway. Um, but, in short, I really enjoyed a bit of the kind of reprieve from the business. I picked up a job as a courier um, uh, uh, for, a, for quite a well-known company just to kind of bread and butter because everything else had shut down. Mm. Uh, and I did that for nearly a year, actually. By the end of it, I'm like, nah, I want to be back. I want my old life back. I want to mm. be an actor. Uh, and um, on the whole, I mean, you know, well, 
as you may or may not know, you know, I've I've been really lucky. I've done a mix of theatre and film and TV. I've kind of covered most of the disciplines. But of recent, I really, really had made a conscious choice, unless it was really special to me, um, that I wouldn't do any theatre. I just needed to focus on screen. Mm. And uh, I'll be quite honest about that. That was to, that was financial. You know, I, you know, I'm of an age now where I want to want to feel more um, financially relieved, or reassured, or secure. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, with the theatre, you know, you, you, you know, it just doesn't it just doesn't allow for that. So I thought, you know, I really want to focus. For all my friends who did theatre, who focus on theatre, who work in theatre, you know, and don't do TV or film. They haven't worked. I've just mm. I've seen them, you know. So my heart goes out to them. So you know, look, we're all in this. Of course, we're all in this together. We're all dealing with whatever we're dealing with. You know what I mean? Um, and on the whole, I try not to. I try to count my blessings because I really. And again, I don't say this lightly, but I I know that it could be a lot worse. I mean, I've there are people out there who you know got kids to feed, mortgages to secure. You know. For, families to feed you know i don't have those pressures i have two cats and they're quite that is a pressure that is a pressure well you know i've got i've got you know the cat cat food isn't too expensive at the moment so <laughs> um so yeah on the whole you know um it it was it was a great to have a little bit of a gap but i'm very very happy to say that work is back on and we're back in the game so oh that's great that's the here and now and hopefully things will get better but i'm interested to hear how how did this interest and this love and this passion for this industry, how did it start for you? I wish I could tell you something really romantic and kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, it was like, you know, I read this chapter of so-and-so, I saw this production of such-and-such, and, such and I knew then that it was for me. No, it wasn't that. I basically failed all my GCSEs as a kid, 16, and I just didn't apply myself. I couldn't study. I was at a comprehensive, which was a very colourful comprehensive in North, in West London, and uh, and I was one of those really irritating people who thought he knew it all. And uh, one day, and then when my results came, I failed everything because I didn't do any work. And um, and then I thought, shit, like this is embarrassing, dude. Like D uh, E F G, and and uh, and I had to do some retakes. So in my infinite infinite wisdom. I thought, what's the easiest thing to pass? Drama. It's going to be easy. We you know, <laughs> pretend to be a tree. It was all of this kind of malarkey. And it was it was like, you know, I kind of sl- slept walk into, into this drama class thinking it was just going to be a dossal. And actually, it was the first time that I was truly engaged. I was engaged. I, I loved I loved looking at, you know, I loved the kind of aspect of human behavior. I love the practicality of it. I love the fact that you, are, you know, I'm an interpersonal chap. I like people. Somebody once said to me, like, you swim in the sea of people. I, I like I kind of shrivel up and die when I'm by myself. But when I'm with people, I feel energized. And I, I'm an extrovert. And um, and that's how I found it. And then I just fell in love with it. And I was very lucky. I, I, I connected with some good material straight off. I remember the first thing I, me- I remember doing um, Road, Jim Cartwright's Road. And I, Remember just getting it, just thinking, yeah. Even though these, I was sixteen at the time, I didn't have a fucking Scooby Doo. Mm. There was just something about it that I loved, the exploration of emotion and that, you know, human and people, characters, mm-hmm. uh, and and then of course I loved la- and also I did love language, and what I mean by that is that you know th- something like um Burkhoff, who was huge back in the nineties and all that. Like, I mean, 
Stephen Burkhoff, you know, you know, oh, his use of language and the kind of it was almost like hip hop of the time. Do you know what I mean? It was like you know acidic and caustic and violent and and fuck you and and I loved that. You're back. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I and I and I loved that. That really spoke to me. So I did that. Did a B Tech. I uh, went to university. Hated university. Wasn't prepared for the kind of academic rigor of it. Mm-hmm. Really, I should have gone to drama school. But you know, I was I I am not what you know. I was from a working class immigrant family. You know, 1973, my family came over here from Morocco. My mother was a chambermaid. My father was a chef in a shitty Italian restaurant. And, you know, acting schmacting. It's like they, don't, they didn't have time. They don't understand that. So I had no support, no guidance, no support, no. And I don't mean that in a, any kind of boohoo way. I'm just like mm-hmm. it, literally in terms of just like making basic choices which are sound. You know, I just, I just didn't know what, what to do. So uh, one thing that I always had was a huge amount of curiosity. I always, I was curious. And I kind of, my motto was, I'll have to figure it out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I wasn't prepared to take no for an answer. At that point, I was very, very interested. This is, I'm kind of trying to put everything so it kind of dovetails. But the other thing that I was really interested in was an American cinema at the time. You know, I grew up on the kind of, you know, um, Goodfellas, Mean Streets. Godfather, that period of, of filmmaking and storytelling, which was very profound, it was very strong. And and of course, coupled with that was the attention to craft and detail of acting and what that was. So it wasn't performative, it was about embodying something. So you didn't, you know, you weren't playing gangsters, you were playing people who did things, you know what I mean? And so I was very interested in, um, the group theatre, which was set, set set up, you know, the original group theatre, has uh, which had um, Stella Adler, Uta Hagen, all the big practitioners in the U.S., Lee Strasberg, and I, and I and I just gobbled up information, man. I, I remember going to Waterstones and just like buying all the books about it, and then I'd say, okay, who who does classes which deal with the method? Uh, the method is a is a crude term, but basically dealt with those modalities you know like for instance if i can remember off the top of my head but something like uta hagen was from i think outside in so concentrate on costume in sport. i can't remember the detail of it but they each had their way of finding ways into character and i just thought that was excellent you know it's like mm. yeah man i'll have a bit of that so that kind of i was always interested in that and then the last part of that was i was interested in the fringe theater at that point, we had a thriving fringe theatre. So you could go and do a play, do you know what I mean? I did plays at um, the Old Red Lion in, in Angel or mm, yeah. the Latchmere, which is now the 503, in uh, near you, in Wandsworth, you know, and, and around there, um, in Battersea, Battersea Bridge Road. Um, and and people people were about, you know, like new writing and, you know, oh, what are you up to? I mean, I used to do, there was a theatre, I think it was called Theatre... Can't remember. It was up in Holloway somewhere. I'd do lighting, you know, for what you know, for the evening, and then, and I'd be an usher for the next day, and then you might do a read, and it was it was a really creative thing, man. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? People were like, you know, so that's that's the kind of world I kind of came up with. And then the other part of it, uh, and uh, pardon me if I'm being emphatic or quick, um, but yeah, the other part of it was 
you know, it's like if you play football, what do you do? Get out on the pitch and play, find people to play football with. And and what we did back then was, we found people to to perform with. Mm. You know? And a lot of it was really, really, really awful. <laughs> but that was okay. Because it's about the process. It's experimenting, isn't it? And finding out process. what you're good at and what you aren't. And yeah. And strengths and, and playing yeah. with it and having fun. Playing, yeah. Because at the moment, you know, we're so results orientated that we've stifled the, you know, it's like we have to stumble. Mm. I mean, I know there's all those, you know, failing and fail better next time. You know what I mean? But, I mean, you've got to actually do that. Mm. It take, But it takes humility. Because it's not, it's a not a nice feeling to, you know, that was awful. So I mean, like, geez. Because we make mistakes, but you know, the first time you lift a weight, you don't, you can't just lift it up. Or if you lift, if you just work on a weight that you can lift up, you're not, nothing's happening. You're yeah. just being vain. You're just, it's a performance. It's not real. You're not really interested in transforming your body. Mm. Because if you really were, it's going to hurt a bit, and you're going to struggle. And finding. The right amount to struggle with, which doesn't destroy you or de- mm. demotivate you, just enough to just just need to stretch, and that's where that growth is. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like looking back at you know old work that you've done as well. If it's you know on film or there forever, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> look back at it and go. <laughs> I mean, it's hard yeah. to watch yourself yeah. now, but to go back and watch the old stuff, it's really painful. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think again, I mean, I think that's a really interesting. And, and very, um, what's the word, uh, common response. I mean, I, try, I, I never used to watch anything I did previously, right? Mm. Because I had that. But now I don't. I do. Because now I just think it's really important to see, you know, like A is A and B is B and C is C and D is D. And each thing has its place. Mm. And to and learn Each thing it. has to be, it's, you have to just respect it. You know, now, the, you know, obviously, if you're making the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again, <laughs> then clearly you're not listening, you're not learning. That's different. But on the whole, what you want to do is think, okay, ah, oh, so I did that a little bit quicker this time, or I did that ah, oh, this time I really found my my space and my shape on camera. Okay, you know, because theatres, you know, or when I was, for instance, I used to do a lot of theatre, I'd be like, you know, I'd be very televisual in my, like, now you got to open it up, man, you got to open it up and share the story with the audience, you know what I mean? So, so there's lots to learn, but all of these things, I think this again could be, a, is applicable to life. Mm. Humility, I don't know, is a great place to start. I don't know. All right, now we can learn something. Mm. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, that's, it, it's interesting because you say you start, and and there wasn't really anyone in your family. It wasn't someone that kind of, it, it was kind of you found it. And you say, oh, that's not very yeah. romantic the way you did it. But I think it is. I think it was like <laughs> you found this thing yourself. I you did. kind of walked yeah, into no. it and it was almost I an did. accident, which yeah. is um, yeah. amazing, really. Uh, I mean, sliding doors moment. Yeah, listen, uh, let me just correct one thing. There was one thing that maybe also was incredible. I remember going to see a play uh, at the Lillian Bayless. It was a dance theatre piece. It was a physical theatre piece. Physical theatre, they were called the Black Mime Theatre Company. I think I still know one of the guys. There were three guys, and they, you would be, it was physical theatre. Um, and they would, you know, re, they would create, you know, stories of like they play the grandma in the in 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 the, in the rocking chair in Jamaica, and they kind of physicalize it. And it was like that was I remember seeing that, and I was like, because I've never seen. I mean, I grew up in a very 
multi-racial, like, you know, like a melting pot. In, I, I grew up on Portobello Road, you know, and Portobello Road in the 80s. I mean, it's just like every, you know, Irish, um, uh, Moroccan, my family from Morocco, Spanish, Portuguese, St. Lucian, Trinidadian. I mean, it was a wonderful, wonderful mix. So you heard, and then, so you suddenly saw these people that looked like people you, you know, at the theatre, like when I went to see the show. I'm thinking, my God, that's like so-and-so's aunt. You know, so, so suddenly there was, there was identification. And I do remember thinking, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Shit. Oh, wow. That wasn't, that, you know what I mean? So mm. I, was, I, I found like, hmm, there's a bit of me up there, even though clearly I'm not from Solution. But because of the kind of, I knew those characters, I knew those people. It wasn't like Shakespeare. But mm. I don't, I've never met anybody who speaks like that. Speak mm. the speech, I pray you. I'm, excuse me? Do you know what I mean? So, so that was really important, actually. That mm. that was important. So you felt represented early on when you saw these performances, and it was. I I think re- the word represents it makes it kind of, um, kind of intellectualized. I just felt I knew him. Yeah. Like oh, I'm connected. There was an emotional connection. Mm. It was like oh, there's there's something like me. It wasn't political you know mm-hmm. what i mean i mean especially now in this in you yeah know, we live in a very politicized landscape whereas actually i'm more interested in the kind of psychological 100%, like, yeah that's, there's a connection there do you know what i mean you know yeah no for sure and that's i mean looking at your <laughs> looking at your credits is crazy you've got such a diverse i mean just to sort of for me I I recognised you when I was like when I was a kid growing up and I things that I can straight away go right only fools and horses and yeah man like things are like straight away and when we I mean to explain to the audience we worked together um, on a feature film a few years back straight away I was like ah oh, and I didn't want to come up to you and be like Gary but like yeah, straight well, away I was like yeah, that's part of my yeah. childhood man that's like yeah iconic that's a um, huge huge privilege dude. And that, that was, was a big quite one. you. That was fairly early on, wasn't it? That was. Well, that's one of the big kind of. I was I was thirty. And you know, I started late. And the other thing is, like for me, I mean, you know, actors like you know, the 22, 23, 24, they were. Mm. I mean, I didn't get my first. Like, I did Ali G in the house. I was twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. That's good to I hear, mean, though. That gives me. That gives me faith. I implore and urge you to. Look, I think things change. I think things are different, but. I, it didn't happen for me. I mean, my agent, me, myself and my agent were talking about this the other day. I mean, Judy Dench, look at her career. Mm. It didn't happen, uh, Morgan Freeman. I mean, so many actors, so many, Anthony Hopkins. I mean, yes, they've yeah. been working in theatre. There is no such thing as an overnight success. But in terms of, you know, because people are hammering away. But what I'm trying to say is personally, it, you know, these things take time is what I'm trying to say. 23, 24, with the greatest respect, I feel, I should be careful how I say this, really be mindful how I say it. It feels like at, at those kind of ages, not to say that you still haven't experienced life, because obviously you have. A better way of putting it is like, generally speaking, you haven't had your teeth kicked in sufficiently. <laughs> There's something about later on in life, generally, I'm just my experience where, there's an understanding of the difficulty of it 
Yeah. Um, and there's a kind of fatigue that I think really lends itself as an I emotional that. well. That's a good way to put it. There is a type of fatigue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. A, you, you have respect for, you know, you see someone that's been grafting for years and you mate, look at them and go, yeah. fair play, man. You've hung <laughs> yeah, in there. Right. Fair yeah, play. Mate, yeah, 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 yeah um, that's right. So, so, do you know what I mean? And yeah. actually, that, that also then becomes, it's really important because that also is part of um, the, that's the well, man. That's the well, dude. Mm. You know, you want to see people when, so when somebody says, oh, I'm tired of this shit, and you see that they're 22 and they've got, like, beautiful skin, you're like, no, you're not. You're not, <laughs> you're not tired of this shit. Give it another 15 you're, years, yeah, and then you might start shit, yeah, to feel yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, 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 you don't look tired, dude. You look too handsome. You look pretty. You've got nice skin. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> and, I, you know, and that, and, but that's where the power is. Yeah, for sure. And that I th- sometimes, because I started when I was 19, so I've been doing it mm. nearly 14 years. And yeah, I mean, you've got a baby face, dude. <laughs> you look so young, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like take, <laughs> taking a piss. <laughs> oh, trust me, trust me, it's weathered. It's weathered up close. <laughs> um, it's all that time in the industry. But um, I love it. No, that, 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 that time has given me, you know, when you go in and you you get a role and there's a scene that sometimes if you can't, you know, sometimes you can't grasp that emotion you need. Like, you know, it's a dramatic moment. Yeah. Yeah, the character's yeah, yeah. upset and he's crying or whatever it is. Sometimes yeah. I don't I don't need to think about what the character's thinking. I need to go <laughs> 14 years in this fucking yeah, industry. And yeah, like, but I'm here now and I've got a job yeah, and that's where the emotion listen. comes from. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, there's a lot to be said for lived experience, isn't it? It's like yeah. a lived experience, and we bring ourselves. I mean, I don't, I don't separate myself from the character in the sense that, you know, the character. You know, I see myself as, you know, I have to pull myself through the the character like a sieve, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's me. I'm the fucking thing that goes through the sieve. But the cat, you know, the, the sieve is just a structure. It's just a thing that has. It's like contours and its dimensions and its edges that's the character the you know x and y and z and blah, blah, blah. the emotion we're we're human beings we we have an emotional experience and an, emo, and an, and an emotional resonance mm. and i think you have to be able to, to under to tap into your own one and manage it and that's yeah. where you see power that's where you see power Otherwise it becomes. Be... Otherwise it's. Otherwise it's performative. It's like mm. you're doing a drawing of sad, sad face. That's not sad. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know. Yeah. 100%. Because often, often sad. Real sadness is often you know, a smile. Yeah. Because they don't want. It's like, I always say to people, it's. It's subtext, isn't it? It's like it's not what you say. It's what you're not saying. That's what you know. Mm. That's where the truth is, you know. So, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, mate. It's that. It's that thing as well that, um, you know, like if I have this weird reaction when someone tells me someone's died, I have the oh, inappropriate. Yeah. I laugh sometimes. What? Not because it's funny in any way, but like, no, do you no. know what I mean? There's things like that where you're like, if you did that on screen, it would be a. Re- you'd be like, oh shit! Like that's yeah. that's a really yeah. real. Because it's not the obvious, but it that sometimes that happens. But that, but I mean that's um, that's when you know you're paying attention because that's right. People don't respond in the way that we think. We no. dissociate. Mm. Real trauma is about 
a lot for often people. I was I was lucky enough to be doing a film, um, Charlie Wilson's War, and it was um, and it, somebody's just recounting um, all these horrors that happened to the Afghan people by the Russians. It goes and they did this and they did that and they cut my throat and then they raped my wife and blah blah blah. And um, and he was doing it and he was like being really kind of emotive and blah blah blah. And I, I remember the director. A really big director, God, what's his bloody name? He did The Graduate, um, wow. Mike Nichols, Mike Nichols, yeah, yeah. and he did, and he said, and he did, and he just explains, look, you know, just say it as facts, just say it as like a list, and it was so much more powerful, yeah, when it was just said as a list. Now that's not to say that sometimes, of course, there's another version, but like, uh, is it a bit? I'm speaking to what you're alluding to which is that as human beings we experience things and and we and we ex, uh, express things in many many different ways mm-hmm. and it's uh, yeah i i think it's it's more interesting um when you as you say to do it like that you, it's not what you'd necessarily expect but you know oh. all the, the the performances that i remember are the ones where i uh, trying to think there was a film that a friend of mine did with um Robert Sheehan and there was a there was a moment where Robert was like I guess in the script it would have been his character cries he's upset and uh-huh. it wasn't him crying it was him trying not to cry that's well that's exactly and right that's exactly it was, right it was so powerful you're like of course it is okay. one of my one of my old actors he used to say to me let the, let the audience sing the last note mm. <laughs> Totally, that's what because that's what people do. What we do is we try and resist. You know, when you're playing somebody drunk, what you're doing is you don't play the drunk. You play somebody you try not to be drunk. Yeah, it's the same thing, but it's an important distinction because it's the way, you know, because it's that little slip, that little. <laughs> it's that that we respond to because then you're like, oh fuck, because that's yeah. actually the drama. That's literally the physical drama because. It's um, the tension of holding and release. Holding. That's that's what we and we. I think in, we're wired to understand because we want to keep ourselves safe. But there's something that's trying to escape. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I, I don't. I don't want to jump ahead, but um, mm-hmm. I want to mention it before I forget. I watched. Um, I thought it was amazing. Watched Time recently. And oh I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's a there's a story to that because it's slightly bittersweet. Yeah. It, well, obviously, it wouldn't have been lost on you that I I mean I appear and then disappear. And what happened was I was actually meant to be in a lot more of it. Well, when I say a lot more, I had uh, two or three scenes in each app. I was one of you know prison officer, mm. but during filming I was hit by an electric scooter and I had my knee broken. No. So I was pulled off it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so man. it's funny I get so many people. Who say, oh, I saw you in time, and I, it's been again, like, fucking hell, man. Sometimes, dude, I just think it's such a beautiful feeling, mate. Like, you, I do feel privileged. I get so much love online, and people that I don't know, do you know what I mean? Like, to say, yeah. oh, man, I like this guy, I saw him years ago, it's good to see. And then I might just pop up, and then, like, I can feel that, that love, and like, yeah, we want to see him, do you know what I mean? So, that's always a nice vindication mm-hmm. because I do care about what I do. I try to be. I try to bring some some reality to my roles, and some emotional truth. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I. I don't. I don't. I. am very nervous about 
hand miming. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, I've never been a sulky kind of actor. Do you know what I mean? Um, and and I think that's been really nice when people respond to that because like mm. it, people say, man, shit, it's like you're it's you're real. You know what I mean? Mm. I mm. like that. And you know, obviously, I I, I make sure I try and temper that. It's not an ego thing. It's just it means I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. Sure. What I want to do is make you feel what I'm feeling. Like I want you to, ex- I want you to experience it. I don't want you to say, "Oh, you're good at that." I want you to experience that. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's not. You're not going, "Oh, he's really good as that character." You're going, "He is that character." Yeah, man, definitely. It's the difference definitely. between those two things. I know. Yeah. I wanted to. Um, I wanted to ask you as well because, I mean, I, I did um, one of my first sort of proper jobs was I, I went and did Hollyoaks up in Liverpool for a mm. while yeah, and yeah. um and for me it was like a real it was an amazing place to learn and to to kind of have that practice of that regularity and that good and you know having to film yes. them lines quickly um and that family vibe and it was a it was a fantastic experience but for me it was a real learning curve like if I hadn't have done that I wouldn't have been able to go on and do the films that I've done in the way that I've done them I would have I would have struggled with the the intensity and the, and the okay. the day okay. the length of the you know and yeah, yeah, how yeah. tired you get um yeah. for you like obviously you went and did EastEnders um how how was that experience for you did it feel like I know because as you're saying like you're not a soapy actor but what like there's a stigma sometimes you know when you say mm. to someone I'm gonna go off and do Hollyoaks and people mm. are like, oh, why do you want to? Why do you want to do that? Yep. Some people yep. either love it or they hate it. Um, well, I think the industry can be quite. It can be fairly snobby towards those things. How, how? What was that process like for you? I mean, obviously, Sanders is the biggest of the big when it comes to those. Yeah. Well, I, again, I think these things really depend on, like, what's your north star? What are you trying to do? Where are you going? Like, you know, actor being an actor is too vague a term. I'm an actor. I want to be acting. Okay, but where, where, where do you see? Where does one see themselves? And you know, you want to do films. You want to do TV. You want to do soaps. You want to be popular. You want it like in terms of a popular show. Like, those are the questions that you start digging in down into, because they do. They there is a trajectory and there is a pathway. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that those there aren't exceptions to those pathways. But they were pathways generally. Mm. Now, the story to EastEnders was this. Prior to EastEnders, I'd done two Michael Winterbottom films. I'd done The Sum of All Fears. I'd done uh, uh, Simon's Story of a Legionnaire. I'd, I'd been doing films. I was beginning to nick, nick films. And I was quite happy doing that. Mm. I didn't want to do any soaps. I'd never watched any soaps. I didn't want to do soaps. The sensibility for me, it wasn't, I wasn't snobby, it's just it wasn't my sensibility. Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I going to, like, if I'm, it's as ridiculous as asking Dr. Dre to start right, to, to necessarily, like, be Britney Spears. Mm. It's like, it's not, it's not, it's not for me, I just, it's not how I communicate. Now, EastEnders have a, have a methodology at the time where they were workshopping They'd have a, they'd want to create a family, and they'd say we're going to create an Asian family, and let's workshop a bunch of Asian actors over the course of six months, and then from there we get them to improvise, and then we find our family within that thing. Um, I, I had kept saying to them, I'm not Asian, I'm North African 
ancestry. I'd said to them, look, I don't want to play Asians anymore. It feels wrong. There's some great Asians. It just didn't feel appropriate. But because I remember East Enders, they wanted to see every actor of kind of colour. I ended up going to the very, very last workshop because I just kept saying no. And I remember something happening there and I can remember the, the exec producer kind of leaning in. And um, anyway, and, and they ended up writing a part for me. The, 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 family met, the family was cast. And then there was this friend. The friend was never meant, but they liked the dynamic. But now, I still didn't want to do it. Okay, I remember I was carrying two. I remember I was carrying sh my sh my washing down Labrick Grove. I was carrying it, and my agent called me, and she said, "Look, they they want they want to offer it to you. You, you you've been offered the, the the thing." I was like, "Oh man, what should I do?" And it was like, you know, it's going to be about hundred grand a year. <laughs> like. How can I turn that down at 30? Mm. So the financial thing came in. The experience of it was mixed for me. I personally wasn't in a great place, period. So I have to put back to that in. It's like anything in life. It's like the experience that you're going to have depends on where you're at. Mm. You know? You go on a roller coaster and you're feeling nauseous. You're not going to have a good time. Go on a roller coaster and you you want to have a good. You know you're not. You're going to have a good. So you know, I just it felt I, I didn't like the attention. It was too much, too much attention. It was all it was focused way too much on you're on TV celebrity. Mm. I'm not. I'm not interested in being a, being a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity. Some people, they, some people are, oh, you're some, I, I don't like that term. I'm an actor. I'm an actor who some people know. Uh, mm -hmm. If that means, if you, that means that you define that as a celebrity, then I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But that's not the way I define myself. I'm an actor. And um, so I found it very difficult. Now, in terms of what, as you were saying, the stigma thing, after that show, and I'll be absolutely frank here, I didn't work in the UK for 10 years. Mm. I was doing American jobs and I'm afraid to say that part of that was because of the stigma mm. people don't want to take um, EastEnders is its own thing I don't know much about Hollywood, I mean I've got friends who are in Hollywood um, and they work, you know, they kind of I think I think they tend to EastEnders is so public mm -hmm. that they just, you can't disappear, you can't hide mm. loads of Hollywood, Hollywood actors that I wouldn't know because even though I don't watch EastEnders, this so, it's so prominent. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, so, you know, my advice, I mean, when I, uh, recently a friend of mine went in, a young man went into Enders, and, and I said to him, I said, listen, if you, my advice would be, because I, th I think he's brilliant, and I think he had it, he has the capabilities of doing film and doing, you know, long-form TV and series and Netflix and mm. HBO. I said to him, dude, I said, don't do it, man. It's like it's just, just turn it down. Like wait for 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 what you want. You know, it's like. Mm. But he did it in the end, and he loves it. So we all have to kind of live with our own decisions. But I mean, yeah, it was for me. It, for me, it just felt quite. Um, yeah, it just. It, you know, I had great memories. I mean, I'm still friends with people like Charlie Brooks and uh, Ray Panthaki and 
you know, I'm just yeah. I have some, I have fondness for it. So I'm not anti the the show. It it just yeah. I, I was where it fits in terms of one's own trajectory. That's what you need to look. Is there, yeah. Is this does this does this piece fit in the machinery? Mm-mm. You know, and and that's the question you have to ask. That's when you have to have good management. Good, you know. Well, funny enough, with with EastEnders, I was because obviously looking through your credits to remind myself, and and mm. I'd forgotten that you were in EastEnders, and I I used mm. to watch it um, years back. But like mm. for me, you're you're a film actor, and that's what mm. I think of you as. Um, and I'm sure you know, <laughs> it's like that sort of thing where my I've got a neighbour um, where I used to live uh, near Kingston, and he would always be like, oh, you should go back to Holly Oaks. You should. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like for him, it's like the top of the tree. It's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. as you say, for some actors, it's just it's the same for me. I I want to be doing films primarily, um, yeah. but you know, some people love it, and 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 it is it can be really fun and obviously well paid, which is an unusual thing. Um, regular yeah, yeah. pay in the film. Yeah, industry. regular pay, absolutely. Is, yeah, man. yeah, that's the key. The regular. Yeah, yeah. regular pay. Money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, genuinely. That's not what I was surprised by. How many? When I was looking, I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize you did so many episodes." Um, Mate, it was the, yeah, it was it for nearly a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. you did years. the same stint. I did a year and a half at Hollyoaks, and I thought that's yeah. a good amount. And now, yeah, but there is. I I didn't work. I I I left to do a film, and the film got delayed for two and a half years, and I didn't really. I did maybe a couple of little things. Yeah. Fine. People, people have it. It becomes shorthand. It becomes a Hollywood. Mm. Oh no, pretty boy. So, uh, uh, EastEnders. I've got nobody's on the no, no. He's gonna be too heavily associated with the show. It's real. Mm. It's real. You know, I was lucky. I was lucky because the jobs that I got, you know, the big jobs I got were things like Generation Kill for HBO. You know, same guys who did The Wire. Mm. They had no idea of what EastEnders yeah, was. Yeah. So, so when they saw me, they didn't see. EastEnders Tarek, they just saw a dude who's acting. Same with them. Another big job was The Path to 9-11, which was a, a three-part ABC miniseries with Donnie Wahlberg and Harvey Keitel. Uh, and it just a plethora of quality actors. And I did that, you know, and again, they just, they hired, they, this was straight after Endo, 2005, so two, uh, two years after. Uh, you know, and I just think those jobs they they kept me going because they were long jobs. You know, the the um, ABC was six months in so three months in Toronto. The Amer the Generation Kill that was like a four month gig in Africa. I mean, it was like incredible, like lo- like Amazing. jobs that just like oh man, like you know, pinch myself, dude. They're mm. still in touch with some of the actors. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, it's like. Fucking ten more than that, ten years on, more than that, fifteen years on now. So yeah. no, it's it's mad, isn't it? Those sort of, and I do love that. I love that when you go off and do a job for a bit of time, and then you know now the equivalent would be you know you go and do a job and you have a little WhatsApp group and you're in contact with people. It's Absolutely. So, but now there's there's films I've done years back and they've still got the WhatsApp groups and people are still chatting like every Which is great, week. Right? It's crazy. Yeah, man, yeah, it's really really, really nice. great. Um, and I think it speaks to the kind of the intensity of feeling. It's like glue, mm. you know. Those things are so intense, and those experiences are so pronounced and full of feeling that they become glue, man. Mm-hmm. 
uh, without going backwards, I do what I do want to touch on. Um, you know, going into a show like Only Fools and Horses and having mm. a part, and it is genuinely for me, it's one of the most memorable parts. Like it's one brilliant. of the most memorable it's characters like, that came in for an episode. It's like, dude. I mean, again, like I watched that. Sh- I watched that, and I forget I'm in it. It's it's. I lucked out. Yeah. By getting into a really great ep. It was a what? really. The conceit of it was brilliant. It was funny. It was smart. So the way that happened, as I remember, I was doing, I was doing an independent film. And it was a nightmare, this independent film. Anyways, and it was, yeah, it was a nightmare. And anyways, um, and then I get this call to go in for this part. Now, bear in mind, of course, I knew what Only Fools and Horses was, but I wasn't a big TV person. So, like, you know, I used to run bars. So if you run bars, you don't watch TV because you're running bars. I was not plugged into the, into culture, into popular culture. An example, EastEnders. This is not a word. I'm not exaggerating and I'm not lying. I've seen two episodes ever. I've never, even when I was in it, I watched two episodes. I watched the Scotland special and I watched my, I was not, I just don't watch TV and I'm not interested in it. So, I knew what Only Fools and Horses was, but I didn't really fully appreciate the iconic status that it had. That must have helped, though, going into the audition. Well, I think, I think it does, because... Well, one of the things I always had was I always... I was quite fearless, actually. Mm. I was quite fearless, wasn't intimidated by... I want it or I don't want it. It's like... It sounds so arrogant, but I was like... Of course you want me. <laughs> That's the way to be, though. I mean, it's like, now I don't have that. Now I'm like, please have me. Like, yeah. but, but now I have the skill to be able to deliver. But I think when I was young, I was like, so self-assured, dude. And it was all a front. But that's, that it helped. It's like, you know, fake it to make it. I was like, you know, I didn't know shit. So I better fucking act like I know everything. And then there was an element of just, you know, kind of what I would call street smart wiliness that you do get from you know being in a working class environment being around people who are different and challenging certain you kind of learn quickly you know you're very very kind of intelligent about people i think anyway and the, but the point being is with that so i went in they wanted me then i get a call saying um my agent saying at the time one of the best agents i've had he said oh Nabil, really sorry I don't think it's going to work because one of the days clashes. And then he said, so I said, fine, whatever. Do you know what I mean? And apparently, because um, he was at the, the, he was at the cast in Sutherland, you know, the writer, um, said, uh, no, we'll drop the scene. We want him. And I remember that. That was always a great wow. feeling. That, you know, we'll drop the scene. Basically, the scene, if you remember the episode, they go off. Uh, they, you know, Nick and uh, you know Del Boy and Rodney go over to France to do a booze run. Now the scene was that I was gonna, they were going to be filming me in France and yet do it like. And the thing is like I'm working for my dad's company and blah blah blah. And then they accidentally take me right. Um, but they said no, we can just mock it up like it's a warehouse somewhere. We don't, you know, 
Wow. And, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I had the pleasure of you know fuck me, man. He was amazing. Gave me a book signed. You know it make you, you know it makes sense. You know. And I gave it to my like, you know I gave it to my brothers. They still have it. They I mean all my family came to see it. Live studio audience. The other thing that they'd said was, I w- this was actually quite interesting. They wanted a, an actor who wasn't going to be intimidated by doing a live studio audience. Yeah. And and I remember they said to me, and I said, dude, and I, I'd been doing like. I'd done an, a, a tour for the National Education Department. Like we, we'd done like 40 weeks. I was in like 700-seaters. So I was like, I, I, was, I was in your West Yorkshire Playhouse. There's 600 people. Mm. I don't give a shit about 100. Just, let's do it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I, ha- I was very confident in that thing. Uh, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't going to be... Because the other thing that I think is often missed, and I think, again, this is applicable for life, is that half of the battle in life is managing your fears and your anxiety. Mm. It's like, what what's the co- the most important conversation you'll ever have is the conversation you have with yourself. You know, like you're about to go on stage, how quickly you, or on set, your hands start clamming up, fuck, oh shit, oh, everybody's watching me, and you can just kind of, ah, but you have to be able to say, this is exciting, wow, here we go. My God, everybody's eyes are going to be on me. Let's fucking do this. Showtime. It's just the same symptoms, but your diagnosis is different. Mm. You have to be able to diagnose yourself in a different way. You know? Mm. You you have to find a way to make it work. Yeah. You know? And and that's 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 what we did. You know what I mean? That's what you kind of cultivate. I find that that pressure is something that I, luckily, I think I thrive in. I'm awful in auditions. I'm awful in the build-up to anything. But when I'm there and I know I've got the job and I'm 100% in, that's when I can can give it the full beam. But there's another thing that happens as well. You'll find this amusing, I think. I remember I used to go to... I remember going to an audition. This it was one audition that did this for me. I remember going in, and I was a bit early, and I sat in the audition room, and it was like you know, big job, Nina Gold or somewhere like that. You know, one of those kind of like big castings. I'm looking around, and I've gone in there quite confident, right? I've gone in there, sat down, and I see this guy opposite me who I know. I'm looking at him like fuck, and I'm thinking, fucking, he's a good-looking bastard. This guy, mate, he's a good-looking guy. I'm looking over there, I'm like, and I'm thinking about the part, thinking, and then there's this other guy. Yeah, man, he'd be fucking, he, he'd be, yeah, he'd be great. He'd be really great. And I remember slowly being dismantled <laughs> as I, as I watched all the, but I went into the casting and I was, and I was, I wasn't present. I was just like, I'd already lost the job. And I remember, I, myself out. I remember from then I thought, right, okay. Because this is what I do. I pay attention. I thought, okay, right. Hmm. Tell you what. I'm not going to be on time anymore for castings. I'm going to be just a little bit late. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to be drawn into making any kind of... I just don't want to see a fucker. I wanna, mm. I've got my headphones in. I'm going in. It's like myopic, tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. That's what I started doing. Yeah, that's a good shout. And, and it's interesting because I remember watching... Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the boxing um, the boxing documentary, Rumble in the Jungle. Jungle with yeah, Muhammad yeah. Ali. Yeah, Remember, yeah. there's this moment where they said, where he's, they said Muhammad Ali never looked at Foreman's bag, heavy bag. Oh really? Never looked at. He never looked at Foreman's heavy, the heavy bag. 
Because yeah. had he looked on it, he'd see the hole. He'd see the fucking damage. So, do you see what I mean by the psychology yeah. of stuff? Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll look at people... Before I've even seen you, I'll be like, oh, fuck, man, he's got muscles, or he's got a gold chain, or he's got a gold... Ch- and all these things mean something. Oh, that must mean he's a bad... He's got a scar, my God, he's a fucking badass. No, 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 I don't watch any of that. I look right inside you. Not interested in scum is nothing to me. That means nothing to me. Not interested in taking this information on. Mm-hmm. It's about you. You got you got teeth, but I've got teeth. You got arms, I've got. Let's do this. And so, so, do you know? What I mean? Because you have to be aware of that other thing inside of you, the programming. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's definitely that. That um, it's like Mike Tyson, isn't it? Like he he. He won most of those fights before he even before he, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And not to say that he wasn't obviously a machine, but yeah, it's, it's, it's all fucking it's metaphysical, man. It's like it's you against you, man. It really is. I really believe that. And you see it time and time again. You see it. You see it manifest in life. How is it that person managed and that person didn't? Mm. Even in a situation where. Somebody kind of diminishes in front of you. I remember, I'll give you an example. I remember I was doing some Muay Thai and I was sparring with a slight, a bigger guy and he, and he didn't, he, he had intimidated me. And I was intimidated by him. He was bigger than me. And I was, didn't want to hit him. I don't want to get hit by him. And he hit me and he hurt me a little bit. And I remember thinking, fuck it. And I remember catching him with a kick and, and then him being hurt. And I remember how he kind of suddenly became little. Mm. It's a bit like even Drago. He bleeds. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you kind of... And then you think to yourself, how profound is that? That somebody yeah. who seemed to be overwhelming now is like, yeah, is that all you're about? Mm-hmm. Which shows you that it's about how you internalize the information. 100%. It's perspective, isn't it? It's perspective. Yeah. And I, I can look back at auditions that I've been into, and I'm, as I say, I'm not very good with auditions. Um, mm. But the ones that I've got, and I look back on and I go, uh, that was, as you say, tunnel vision. You didn't really let everything else in the room get to you. That's that's you right. That's right. And that's you right. were a hundred percent in. Um, and it's uh, for me because I'm dyslexic. It's a lot about. Feels like a line learning exercise sometimes in audition. That's what. It freaks me out, you know. The biggest fear is having to read in front of people. Yeah, yeah, that man. Like yeah, yeah. Which and and, and 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 something like that, for instance. Sorry to cut across you, and, oh, and, nice. but something like that, which is interesting, is like whatever you you're scared of doing, you should do in front of people before you do it in front of. Like, so I oh, often, yeah. do, you know, I mean, like now I, I now like like yourself, I'm dyslexic, and like if I've got something, I'll, I'll run the scene with with people that I know I'm going to be nervous with, but at least it's, a, it's like a sparring match, you know? Mm. There was something I was going to ask about um, Only Fools and Horses, but we kind of moved mm. on from it. But I did want to ask, do you ever get that in the street? Do people shout Gary? All the time. All the time. Really? I mean, like, all the time. Today it happened three times, twice. No. Um, yeah, yeah, it happens. That's I mean, it's, it's a huge show. Yeah, yeah. Also because it repeats so much. It's on gold yeah. all the time. So it, that is an iconic line, though. Like it is, it is. Gary, kinda, yeah, I mean, yeah. I get, I get a lot of requests, voice requests, you know, like kind of cameo style platform to um to do it, and um it's brilliant. I mean, look, it's it's like it's such a joyous thing. 
part people of history. People are really happy, man. You know, you, I never used to understand. I mean, can you imagine being more, can you imagine being like Morecambe and Wise? You know, like what you've done mm. for the company or, or any of those guys to think that you make people laugh. Mm-hmm. You bring joy to people. That's a gift. So and for me to be part of that in any way is like, hello, thank you, thank you, fucking universe. Yeah, and it's such a it's such a memorable part. I remember laughing my head off when I was a kid watching yeah. that. Um, it's so it, wrong, isn't it, yeah. Daddy? Well, <laughs> it's it's cause, it's cause, it is because of the very very clever. Um, you know, um, what's it called? Comedy of errors. Yeah, you know. I'm not sure you think get away with it now, though. I feel, I feel. No, don't even start. Don't <laughs> even go down. Let's don't not go down that road. It's, it's really sad. I think. I think it's sad. I think it's sad that. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know, but I, 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 I think that everything, when everything becomes so politicized. An offence is part of this kind of... I don't, know, I don't even want to open up this can of worms. What I would say is that um, creative freedom is really important. And um, I, I mean, I, I don't think anybody's been swiped at or been demeaned. It was just a comedy of errors. Mm. They think they've, you know... And, and, and it kind of played on the prejudices, didn't it? Because they thought he yeah. was an immigrant. Yeah. They thought he was an illegal immigrant. That's why they didn't want to let him go in case he cut a deal in. And he wasn't. He was the son of a multi-millionaire tycoon. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that's what was funny about it. Very cleverly written. Very. It's just a very. It's just very well done, isn't it? That show. Yeah, and, and you snuck in fun. just kind of at the end of it, really, because it was. It was the last three. The, they were doing the last three. They were filming them all at the same time, and I got the good one. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. It was the last really good. Because it kind of went up a little bit after that. Yeah, after that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, your 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 career, as you say, you've done such a vast kind of you, you know these big Hollywood movies as well, and then you know kind of done it all really. And it, I look at your career and I think, what? A, I mean, if you were to just retire today, you you. Nah, well, no, well, I mean, it's funny you say. Look, here's the thing for me, Ellie. It's like I've touched all these wonderful touchstones, right? Now I'm ready to kind of do more more interesting parts within those. Like for instance, now I'm very keen to get onto as a re- recurring regular in a good show, like yeah. Succession, like, you know, I don't know if you saw Succession or... I really want to good. Oh, so good, dude. But, you know, that that's where I'm at now. I'm like, all right, let's let's get... You know, I've touched it. I've had a, a kind of little a little starter. I want something more, more you know. So that that's where I'm at at a minute. I mean, I'm doing two shows. I mean, I did this called The Tower, which is an ITV show, three-parter. That's coming out. It's going to be brilliant. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm doing something called Trigger Point, which is from the same guys who did Line of Beauty. That's their next thing. Uh, wicked. About, um, with uh, Vicky McClure. Who's, uh, she's brilliant. She's, so, she's such a good actress and a very good team player, good person. Warren Brown, but really good, good actors, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I'm off to do a film in Saudi Arabia uh, in a month, in a month and a half. Oh, uh, fingers crossed. As long as COVID doesn't fuck us up. Um, so you know, this is going to be it's, it's a good year. I'm feeling very positive about work. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it's started to speed up again, isn't it? And there's more yeah, auditions, definitely. more exactly. jobs about. Yeah. And, and I mean, I noticed that you've obviously you got a couple of things that recently, like you were in Infinite. 
um, yeah, Mark yeah, popped Wahlberg up in that. And, yeah, yeah, man. And, I mean, again, that was that was an incredible thing because I've gone up for one of the lead, one of the other characters, the one that Jack Roth plays, who does it really well. Yeah, yeah. Damn, he was so good in it. He's lovely, you know, good fella as well. And um, and it's just working with you know that guy, you know, Antoine Fuqua, because you look at the scene, and it's like it's like an extra. But we were there for like a week, yeah, rehearsing, doing things. It all ended up on the floor. Yeah, but you the process is the same. Oh yeah. So to the layman, the they may look at that and say, "Oh, he's barely in it." Actually, you know, to have worked with Antoine Fuqua, who did Training Day, won an Oscar for it. To have him say, "Yeah, man, that was good, man. That was good. That was yeah. good." Or, "Okay, no, 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 no. Wait, oh, no, you got it all wrong, man. What you got to do is, you like, you start, you know, you're 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 working with greats." Yeah, yeah, yeah collaborating with people like that is just kind of and and oh yeah and, and and then my personal favorite thus far is terence malick i was gonna say you've got a film coming out that you did with him which is that's like top of the tree off. right there <laughs> Fuck me that was an offer i get a call saying you've been offered a job but you have to sign an nda about the director i was like well yeah i just thought it must be fucking, it must be Steven Spielberg or someone. Yeah. But it's better. <laughs> it's Terrence Malick. Who, and he was incredible. He was incredible. Um, again, small part, I'll, who knows if I'll even end up in the film. But nobody can take away the week that well, I was what there. What an amazing, me. that's incredible yeah. to go and work with someone like that. And you must yeah. learn so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. He'd be like, uh, he's getting on now. Just when you hear uh, Nabil, yeah, and you just think, "Oh my God, Terence Malick said my name." <laughs> 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 you know, it's like Matt. It's 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 a surreal situation because you know, Thin Red Line and and Tree of Life are two of my favorite films. Yeah, yeah, crazy. They're just like so creative, so ethereal. They also they're just like, they're so unique, aren't they? They just stand yeah, out. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and not everybody's cup of tea, but. It's like a daydream. It's like a fucking daydream. Like you watch some of these films. I mean, Thin, Thin Red Line, I remember seeing that at the Gate Cinema. I, rem I remember. I remember watching it and just being in this. Because what he deals with, what he was interested in was with was it feeling. Mm -hmm. It was all about feeling. Not plot, not thoughts, not feeling. It's like being in a dream. Mm. Which, some, yeah. uh, which speaks to me. Because I'm... I'm I'm less kind of cerebral. I like, you know, awkward and smudge and side and I'm not linear. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it really speaks to my sensibility. Mate, that must have been a very that good call fun. to get, especially when it's an offer and you go, because uh, like whenever I get offered anything, it's usually something where that you have to compromise you're like eh, is this gonna be yeah, yeah. like it's a low really low budget or like there's always a uh, yeah, yeah when it's terence malik you go yeah, I'll, do it, I'll do it but i had i had i had a funny thing whereby oh god it's so funny i can be an arsehole um he basically <laughs> i'd been um i'd been they want me to audition for an episode or something and you know i don't get loads of offers okay i would like to pretend that i sit around getting offers. i don't okay you know people like me they respect me but I don't, it's not like I've got some huge currency, you know. It's getting better, and 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 part of that is also demanding stuff in a different way. Like now, 
you know, I won't, I won't audition for episodics anymore. Mm. I've done them. Like, man, just offer it to me. I've got plenty of show. You've got to know your worth, haven't you? Yeah, man. You, that's what, exactly. Because I, you know, because I sometimes say, oh no, it's no, 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 know your worth. No, I'm, I'm a professional with a big body of work. You know, you will, you will respect that. You know, so please do the right thing. Offer me, and that's it. But I remember this, they were. There was a company and they wanted me to do this and then I said and my my agent's great and I said, and I said to me, why it's all right for get for, for Terence Malick to fucking offer me work based on my show role but it's not so for so and so I said come on that was ridiculous and you know and he he, was, he 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 that's what I mean also it's great to have an agent where we really do see eye to eye you know um, but you know but listen it I can't wait for it to come out and like I said it was honestly one of the best experiences I've ever had. Mm, amazing oh yeah i yeah. look forward to that i, I was when mm. i was obviously looking for your things i was like ah, oh yeah what's this oh uh, oh hello <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> hello 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 yeah. very good yeah mate and yeah. and does that that kind of leads me on to you know pra- uh, winding this up but has has there been points in your career where that i i mean i've i've been told off of this in the past when i've been doing um podcasts and asking say basically was there a moment where you cracked it, which is obviously always a terrible thing to ask on because you're like, you never feel like that. But was no. the game, was there kind of like a, a shift, uh, a moment where you felt like, oh, actually, this is something I can do for a living? Uh, a moment where yeah. you felt like, yes. Yeah. Oh, bizarrely enough. Well, no, I've never felt so secure because the business is out of our control. But I, do you know what, by, by which I mean? Trends change. Suddenly, this look that you've got isn't in anymore. And it's like suddenly, you know, it's like, sorry, brown's in, white's out, bye, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Do you know what I mean? So there's that part of it that you have no control over. I, I, when I walk on set, and especially of recent, which makes sense, but for a long, long time, I can't remember which job it was, it might, it might have actually been Generation Kill. I knew that I was competent in it. And I felt like I have no... Pro- it's like, put on the gloves, we can spar. I can do this. It's, 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 it's been... It's unconscious now. It's internalised. Mm. I know what I'm doing. I don't... You say, okay, let's do a scene, okay. Um, like, for instance, it's very common for me in a scene. And sometimes I have to be careful not to intimidate people to make sure that it's part that they're aware I'll say to somebody in the scene, listen, by the way, do you have, a, do you, um, um, I may, I may start some, some lines that have not, I may improvise something before we start the scene. Mm. Now, some people go like, oh my God, because they suddenly think I've got to perform. Was what I'm saying is we just need to explore. Mm-hmm. We need to, when we start the lines, it's halfway through something. Mm. So I kind of lock in quite quickly. Mm. Um, and I really enjoy that. I find it. Very, I, feel, I feel very empowered on set. Mm. That's a cool way of doing it. That I mean, that would be like, yeah, I think that would be quite intimidating. And I think, but in a good way, because you get it gets it going. Yeah, yeah. You're like, let's, let's get rolling. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. it's only intimidating because it's not you know it's not something you're no. expecting. Because as an actor, you're trying to prepare for everything. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so what I would probably say, so I take a measure of the person I'm with. So it's like I want to set on you. Because see, okay, you've got a good vibe. I'm like, man, listen, what do you think's happening here? Let's, listen, let's fucking just say some shit beforehand. No pressure. We're in this together. I always mm. say we're in this together, man. 
I got you. You got me. That's all we've got each other, right? I'm not trying to take from you. I'm not trying to make you look. Let's let's be together. Strength in numbers. Mm. You suddenly feel like you're at war. Like let's fucking yeah, man. I've got you. You're my comrade. Mm-hmm. That's great. That, I like that feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what you want to aim for. And I think yeah. when we got to, we obviously we only had one scene together in, in right, the film that we right. did, but you made me feel really comfortable and 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 it's not that easy to come in on a film and come and do like a random you know day that's with, right like, people the wheels have already started moving and everything's already and you, and you had like did you not have like short short hair what was yeah you, like, i had a shaved i had a shaved a, head right. yeah, yeah. They, they did a different was it um i played the like the doctor psychiatrist or whatever it was yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. i do see the thing is um i mean like, that's an example i knew that i was walking in I knew I'm a very experienced actor and I knew that they were kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I knew Wade well, you know, Wade, uh, David Wade's a friend and didn't know the director very well. And I knew that I'd already, I know that the woman I'd suggested, it, the gel, it hadn't really gelled. You know, I, I'm quite good, with, especially with younger actors, you know, who I kind of see, see as kind of an upcoming guy. And I remember I want, I thought, you know, Guy looks good, man. I like your energy, and I can see you're up for it. You know what I mean? Mm. And I liked that, and it felt like, you know, I, I, a passion that I would like to do is I'd like to coach. Mm. I'd love to mentor. I and think coach. you'd be great at that because I felt like you were. I thought felt yeah. like very supported when we were doing that scene. Yeah, yeah. It's probably because it's something that I, I always yearned for. Do you know mm. what I mean? I yearned for that. And I, I and I always think to myself, it's kind of remarkable what you can, what people can achieve when they're given a little bit of encouragement. Mm-hmm. It's like it's remarkable. You don't need much. You just need to say, yeah, you're on the right track. You, you just need to look at them. And say, you, I, I believe in you. You've got this. People fucking come out the fucking gate. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. You're like. It's like suddenly it's like yeah yeah oh, I man I, I I believe <laughs> so so for me I, I and I and I love that I love I love seeing that I I I I love seeing that it it it's it makes me really it makes me profoundly happy and we, we did we did do a bit of impro remember our, like we That's did a right. takes where we were kind of just you know going it through That's and right. seeing what we That's come right. out with and it was That's really right. fun man um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. amazing experience, and thank you because it was. It was, oh, dude, like, Ellie, it was I mean, a real it was, collaboration. Yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you now, just the last question. The question I absolutely. always ask people at the end is, yeah. have you had a moment on set, or yeah. you know, just in in your career that you can share with us that was utterly yeah. humiliating, a moment of real panic, <laughs> something that um, haunts you to this day, if you if you do have well. That. I've had uncomfortable moments with, with actors who are not generous, right? And I had to quick and I had to quickly reframe. You know, actors who don't want to stay around for my eye lines. Oh, that's humiliating. Difficult. Yeah. Really humiliating. Yeah, big actors, actors, you know, big stars. Yeah. Like you know, who just didn't want to, and you just think so mean spirited of you. Mm. And because it kind of goes, it's the antithesis of what I'm about as a person. It's the absolute, like I'm more of a yeah. kind of. So, so then I had to think, you know what? And I just have to think, I'm not. And then the way that I counter that is by saying, I'm not going to let them also fuck up my performance. Like they've already, they've already, they've annoyed me personally. I'm not going to let them get into my work. 
So I kind of kind of become like more like battle ready. I'm like, fuck you. All right, you want to play like that? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried generally. Like my my motto is figure it out. Like figure it out, man. I I I don't say that like lightly. Like go fi- It's on you. It's like mm-hmm. my my life is on me. My happiness is on me. My emotional well being is on me. It doesn't mean that you you can't get support, but don't outsource it. Don't outsource it. You have to still be responsible. Somebody's not making you feel good. Yeah, they're not making you feel good, but you're allow- You're also in it, so just disengage. Mm. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. It's you know? it's finding that no matter what your the all the exterior things going on around you, being able to still find the thing inside you and and yeah. bring the performance yeah. across no matter what because you know Absolutely. things things can happen. be very distracting or yeah things happen um yeah yeah and yeah. it can be very intimidating and um, totally I, i've had moments where especially if you yeah, as you say with the bigger named actors and it's very difficult when you're looking back at someone and thinking god i've watched you in films for years like you're yeah. Yeah, you need to get out of your own head and be like, "Yeah, hey, let's just yeah. do this scene. Let's let's do what we're here to do." You know, absolutely, um, absolutely. No, fair you, enough, it's been mate. a pleasure, my Thank brother. Thank you so much. That's yeah, it's a real yeah. pleasure, man. And um, likewise, and likewise, man. And you know, don't be a stranger. And you know, nice to hear from you. Thanks for asking me. See you, and I really wish you well, my friend. Cheers, man. Thank you so much. Lots of love. Lots Thank of love. Take care. care. Bye. Bye. Thank you to our guest, Nabil. We're a small independent podcast and we're now part of Patreon. So if you'd like to get episodes early, amongst other bonuses, we would hugely appreciate your support for word of mouth. We hope we carry a positive message to those of you starting out, those of you who are veterans in the industry, and those of you who are simply fascinated by film. For any questions or requests, please email lifeinfilmpodcast at googlemail.com. Thank you. To a life and fail 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 Bye Bye Goodbye Daddy